0: Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. Are you ready for 2024 to be your best year yet? And I don't mean just your most productive year. I mean a year with your most rewarding work relationships and healthier work-life boundaries. If you are, my friend, then this bonus break is for you. The bonus break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a tea break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit stronger. I'm Dolph Goldenberg, the host of the Successful Nonprofits podcast. I'm also a consultant, coach, and confidant for leaders at small and large organizations across the country. I bring three decades of leadership and consulting experience, building, growing, leading, and yes, repairing organizations. In this bonus break, I am going to share with you the five goals that will help you and your nonprofit thrive in 2024. And I will also share a 2024 planning template that will help you achieve these goals. And friend, it will be an editable template so you can download it and go right to work on planning how you will be achieving your goals. I decided this would be an appropriate topic for me to talk about toward the end of the year because in coaching nonprofit executive directors, I often Ask my clients to draft three to five goals for our coaching year. These goals usually focus on things like professional effectiveness, building strong work relationships, setting good life work boundaries, having a good relationship with your board, those types of things. And starting a coaching year is much like starting a new year. So as we move into this new year, it is the perfect time for you to think about your five goals for 2024. Let me be clear, my friend. I am not suggesting you have five resolutions that you try diligently to make a reality for a few weeks, then cast aside because, well, they just were unattainable. Instead, this new year is an opportunity to create some broad goals, and develop a plan for how you will achieve those goals. And unlike resolutions, these goals aren't going to be all or nothing. If you fall behind in achieving one, you don't have to give up on it. You just need to plan how you will catch up. So with that very simple preamble, are you ready for these five goals? The first goal is all about your relationships with board members. Whether you have a rocky relationship with your board or an incredible one, I can promise you that every executive director can build a stronger relationship with their board members. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not the executive director, how does this apply to me? Instead of thinking about it as relationships with your board members, think about it as a relationship with your supervisor. To be clear, though, you will be creating a goal for your relationship with the board, not a goal for the board to achieve. That's a a common misconception when we think about, oh, I need to create a goal for my relationship with the board, and then we start to think about, well, what do I want the board to do this year? Instead, I want you to be thinking about the pain points you feel with the board. Do they involve just a few troublesome board members? Is board engagement low with board members, and especially them, for example, being non-responsive or unavailable when you need them? Would you describe your relationship with the board chair as effective, supportive, and mutually respectful? As you think about those questions and think about your own pain points, then you can start to come up with some goals. I wanted to share just a few possible goals. Again, these are just examples. It is important that you choose one goal for your relationship with the board, and it is essential that that goal alleviate the pain point that you feel with your board. So while I'm going to be sharing examples for each of the goals that we talk about, again, these are just examples. I want you, really, to create the goal that is right for you but some possible goals for the relationships with your board members. The first one might be better utilize the unique skills and connections of each board member. Another one might be, hey, let me create and use a plan for how I will recognize the contributions of each board member. And and a third possible goal, again, though you only want one, is, hey, maybe I should design and implement a tailored communication strategy just for my board members. So that's your first area of goals, and that is the relationships with your board members. The second goal should be around your relationships with team members. Unless you are the only staff member at your nonprofit, it is impossible to do your job without the support, leadership, and hard work of other paid staff members. And your ability to get the most from your team is directly related to the quality of the relationship you have with each staff member. Like your bold goal, this goal should be about building stronger relationships with your team members, not about your team members achieving specific goals, and, let me be clear about this, not about fixing a team member that is a problem. Now, if you're multitasking, friend, come back to this part because there's a unique twist you won't be expecting and it is easy to miss. Instead of thinking about the ways your staff cause you pain, I want you to use your empathy muscle and consider the ways you make it harder for staff to be fully effective at their jobs. And if you're having trouble using that empathy muscle, try this generative question. And by the way, it's a generative question that Kim Scott made famous. How would my team answer the question, what one thing could I do or stop doing that would make you even more effective? Some examples of ways that your staff maybe might answer that question might be, hey, reduce micromanagement. And friend, don't take it personally every manager micromanages at least some of the time. You may also have some staff who think to themselves, hey, will you please fully commit to being on time and present for our weekly supervision meetings? Or maybe, hey, can you fulfill your commitments to us? When you promise to follow up or promise to have a conversation or promise to do something, will you make sure that you do it? Once again, though, you set the goal that is right for your relationships with your staff. The third area of goals is, hey, what is my most important responsibility in 2024, and what goal can I set for that? In the book, CEO Excellence, the authors note that successful chief executives do what only they can do. So what one goal That goal that only you can achieve will ensure your organization has a successful year. Like the other goals, the one you choose depends on your organization's current situation. Once again, here are some possible examples I will design and implement an organization restructure to ensure greater effectiveness, or I will ensure the completion of a strategic planning project, or I will focus on fundraising and operational efficiencies necessary to turn our projected losses to surpluses. Or, if you want to be super ambitious, I will lead a good job strategy effort. And, my friend, if you have not read the book, The Good Job Strategy, it is worth your time. So... Once you've thought through your most important responsibility in 2024 and created a goal around that, I now want you to think about a professional effectiveness goal. Everyone, and this is true whether you're the executive director, a manager, or a solo contributor in your organization, everyone should create a professional effectiveness goal each year. This goal focuses on personal development that will help us leverage our strengths, minimize our shortcomings, and better use our time. A few examples might be to learn better meeting facilitation skills, or to implement a task management system, or maybe even to enter professional coaching to work on some specific areas that I think I could be stronger in. And I promised you five goals. So far, friend, I've only given you four. The fifth area is your life outside of work. Especially in the nonprofit sector, a strong commitment to our mission and to our organization often leads to us being consumed with our work. And a life focused solely on work is honestly no life at all. And we owe it to ourselves, our families, and our organizations to have a fulfilling life work balance. And this new year, is the time to consider new ways we can rebalance our work so that our personal lives feed us professionally and our professional lives feed us personally. So if you're looking for some inspiration as you create your own work-life balance goal, consider these. I will stop checking and responding to work email before and after work. Or I will make time to do something active every day even if it's just a 30-minute walk. Or, I will meet with a financial planner to create a money strategy that will allow me to retire in 20 years or 10 years or five years. And the last one I want to give you is, hey, I will plan a two-week vacation. And the reason I want to give you that one, friends, is I'm surprised by the number of coaching clients who have never taken two consecutive weeks off. So once again, in each of these areas, you're only going to create one goal. But think through what would make your life more fulfilling and create that as your life outside of work goal. I've encouraged you to create goals, and I would like for you to think of those as goals rather than New Year's resolutions. The reason is simple. If you make a resolution to do something active every day, You are likely to give up on the resolution if you fail to meet the goal just three days next week. But the path to achieving goals aren't perfect straight lines. Let me repeat that. The path to achieving goals, they aren't perfect straight lines. We make progress, we slip back, we forgive ourselves, and we start back again. It's kind of like that song, The Itsy Bitsy Spider, that we all learned when we were kids. And this is where planning becomes essential. You know, how the itsy-bitsy spider makes it up to the top of the water spout is they plan, and they plan to do it on a day when there's not going to be rain. So once you've developed these goals, create a plan for achieving them. And with annual goals... I find it helpful to break the year into 24 units of time. That way, each unit is half a month long. So the first half of January, the second half of January, the first half of February, the second half of February. I could do the next 10 months, but you get the point, my friend. So this allows you to design a plan that works for you, and it gives you 24 opportunities to assess and get back on track. Now, if you go to SuccessfulNonprofits.com and check out today's show notes, or if you just open up your phone and look at the show notes, you can actually click the link and download an Excel spreadsheet that will help you, as a template, plan to achieve your five goals. So, just as a quick summary, I want to remind you of your five goal areas, and you want one goal in each area. Your relationships with your board members your relationships with team members, your most important responsibility in 2024, professional effectiveness, and of course, life outside of work, because we are all more than our work. Once again, friend, I believe in setting goals so strongly that I am sharing the annual planning template. So please open up your phone click the download button, or go to SuccessfulNonprofits.com. I will also share with you that I am currently doing an interim executive engagement, and I will use this template to plan my own five goals, both as an executive director and as a consultant. And always remember, it's not that we plan to fail. We simply fail to set goals and to plan to achieve them. 2024 can be your most effective, your most satisfying, and your most fulfilling year. And whether you use the matrix that I've just laid out for you with the five goals and the planning process or some other system, make sure that you take steps in the coming days to ensure that 2024 is your best year yet. Happy New Year, my friend. I am so incredibly grateful that you have joined me on this podcasting journey. And if you find this podcast helpful, please, I ask that you rate and review the podcast. That, my friend, is our bonus break for the week. I hope that you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And just a quick reminder, because I always have to do the disclaimer, I'm not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the consulting practice provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please, if that is what you need, find a licensed, qualified professional in your area and get the help you need.